Okay, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Welcome to the Slackline. This is the Sports NHL Preview Edition with the boss. The boss is coming! That's a made-up, dumb f***ing fairytale name, you f***. And Scooby. How's it going, guys? Scooby is uh, co-hosting us today for our NHL edition. Uh, Jay Wow is out of the house because he is from Brazil and doesn't know jack shit about hockey. <laughs> Uh, so we brought in uh, our buddy Scooby from Montreal. How's it going today, Scoob? Yeah, it's going perfectly good. Nice, nice. Thanks for joining us for uh, the Slack line. We are ready to go. Our wings and pizza has been delivered. The beer is cold. And uh, my roommate Lambo has rolled himself hey, out up, of guys? bed and is, is joining <laughs> us for the Slack line tonight as well. How's yeah. it going today, Lambo? It's going swell, man. It's been, it's been a good time. Nice, nice, nice. So, uh, it's going to be a good time. So yeah, uh, well let's let's throw it to Scooby. Give me your thoughts on uh, on this season going forward. Just an overview and what you thought about last year and where you think everything's going right now. Cool. Well, uh, I'll take it off from last year. Kind of disappointed uh, with the whole Washington Pittsburgh. I guess we can say that's uh, becoming a huge trend right now, where uh, teams tend to choke in the playoffs. But uh, it is what it is. They they definitely deserved it. Better team one. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like uh, Pittsburgh has beat Washington nine out of ten <laughs> times they faced each other off in the in the playoffs. Yeah, that's got to really be getting to them, you know. Like I didn't, I didn't really realize that until this year. I was like, holy shit! Like it's like every year they lose. Yeah, it's insane. And I thought, yeah, I thought Washington was gonna. I thought he was gonna. I thought this it. was their year. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally. bet pretty hard on them when in like pools and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, yeah, I was pretty choked that they didn't go further yeah. than they did. But. Ovi Ovi was showing some some pretty strong confidence going yeah. into the playoffs there, Definitely. which kind of yeah. in the past years, like you could totally tell that like yeah. the team just wasn't ready, not as much chemistry, and like I don't know this year with like, a lot of switches in the lineup, but I don't know some nice acquisitions, but some also. Like uh, as well as uh, Marcus Johansson leaving the team, mm. I don't know. That's a yeah. that's a pretty big loss for the team, most definitely. Yeah, that's true. Where did he go again? New Jersey. Devils. New Jersey. Oh yes. fuck! But they got a second round and a third round pick, like uh, for 2018 and 2019. Still, man, oh. like man, that's not that great for a player that that that's can you know he can put the puck in the net and he can be an impact player yeah. and man, definitely. uh, that's pretty much magic beans right there. That's not fantastic. No doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, man, you know, I was happy to see Nashville go as far as they did. Yeah, uh, definitely. It was Super. awesome. I am always kind of a rooter for those underdog teams. Like, I, I don't like I don't like seeing failure in, like, southern markets and stuff like that. So it's nice when one kind of proves, proves the rest wrong or whatever. Tampa Bay has done that a little bit too, but um, – I, I think Florida is really coming up along with that though as well. It's I gotta disagree, man. Like the team is the team is getting better for sure, but like people just still don't fucking care. People are know. not showing up to Florida yeah, games. Definitely. But I have like to they're say, on the verge of moving, man. I have man. to say there are some most definitely some good players there. Yeah. But oh yeah, yeah for sure. They got a good team. Yeah. Good good group of guys. They got a good team. They just no support. Yeah, the support's no not support. great. I would like to I would like to see honestly I'd like to see Florida be the team move to Quebec. Oh, the Nordiques get yeah. the Nordiques back. Once that, that happens. Good. I'm pretty sure that's in the near future, like within the next few years. And Seattle's probably getting a team. I think Arizona will probably end up moving to Seattle when all is said and done. Um uh, but yeah, anyways. Um okay, well, 
we had uh we had a, a friend from from toronto calling in and so we're gonna see if we can get him on the line uh he had some things to say and uh uh, I think he's going to give us a little bit of a preview to the to the Maple Leaf season, and uh, and it should be good. So we'll try to get him on the line. Hello. Hi. Yeah. This is uh, this is the Slack line calling. Uh, we're looking for Cujo. Uh, we we got a message from you there, Cujo. Uh, we wanted to hear your thoughts on the Leafs going forward. Yeah. Yeah. This is Cujo. Um, yeah. Thanks for the call. Um, yeah, I mean, the Leafs are looking good. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I think that this is, I think this is our year, you know, I mean, early signs, early signs are definitely, definitely pointing towards like, you know, a late, late playoff push, a a late playoff push. Hey, that, that's pretty confident. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I don't disagree. I mean, they got some good young players coming up so they could make a surprise late playoff push. Good group of guys. Yeah, yeah. What do you well, think? I mean, you know, I don't. I don't think it would be much of a surprise. I mean, I think at this point it's pretty much a given. I mean, the first game seven two. I mean, you know, like they're they're clearly on a roll. On on a roll might be a bit much. Uh, you know, do you think you might be getting a little bit overzealous with your with your uh, with your uh, excitement there? No. No. I mean, are, are no, you looking? I mean, are you like, looking at you know, parade routes around ta- downtown Toronto, or what? It sounds like you're pretty, uh, pretty high on the team. Yeah, I mean, like I, you know, I'm, 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 yeah. I mean, I think confidence is is the right word. You know, like you've got, you've got Shanny in there. You've got Babcock. You know, I mean, Frederick Anderson is probably going to win the Vezina. Um, you know, I mean, you've got. You, what what type got all the pieces in place? What type of uh, what what type of evidence are you thinking that's gonna uh, that gives you the idea that that Anderson will run away with the with the Vesna? I mean, he's just the best goalie in the league. I mean, you know, there's, that's, there's that's no a pretty bold that. statement. I mean, especially when you got like Carey Price like right up right up the road. Yeah, I would, I would like, like to know your thoughts on like as Carey stats. Price can't stay away from the bottle. Guy's a fucking joke. You know, I mean, Frederick Anderson, I think, is going to run home, uh, run away home with this one. You really can't help but, uh, you know, I mean, just kind of pull for Canada's team, right? I mean, you know, I think that's the way the judges are going to look at it when they uh, when they look at it at the end of the year, and uh, that's the way she's going to go. Hold on, hold on. The judges, I mean, this isn't a judged sport, man. Like, this is a competitive sport. Uh, I'm not doubting that the Leafs are going to have a better team than they have in the last few years, but... but... I mean, you get you're sounding you're getting into Edmonton Oilers arrogance there territory. Well, I mean, the Edmonton Oilers are you know they're a cute team and all, you know. I mean, they've they've kind of got some, uh, you know. I mean, they're they're fun to watch, but uh, you know, I mean, when it comes to the Leafs, like there's just no arrogance about it. It's just it's just it's just a fact. And I don't know what you're talking about with these no judges. Like, I mean, you know, you look you look at the awards at the end of the year. You've got you know you've got the Rocket Richard. You've got the Vesna, you've got uh, the King Clancy, uh, you've got the Lady Bing, you've got the. Uh, I mean, it's all it's all judged. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that. So you're so you're saying those trophies at the end of the day are going to be going to to Leafs players? I mean, I can't see. I can't see. I mean, like I think Mitch Martin is probably going to get the Art Ross. I think <laughs> no uh, you know. You know, Caberlet is probably going to come back and make <laughs> yeah. his, uh, like, career push. Uh, uh, Tho- and, Thomas uh, Caberlet? You know, might even get the Norris. Uh, yeah. Thomas Caberlet for the Norris? 
Tomas. Tomas. Dude, dude what decade are you living in, man? Have you just come back to life? Tomas Caberlet is going to come back. Pretty sure I saw Elliot Friedman talking about it. <laughs> and uh, he's going to come back. He's basically like, you know, a, an Iron Man. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I think we've heard uh, about enough about the lease from you. So, uh, so thanks a lot for your for your input here, Cujo, and uh, and you have yourself a good night. All right. Yeah. Likewise. Go Leafs. Go. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Cujo. Have a good one. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Where's that? Where's that quote from? That's from uh, Billy Madison. Really? Yeah, that's uh, it's Billy Madison. Adam Sandler. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't get sued bringing that up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a whole bunch of quotes here. Uh, yeah. Okay, that was a nice call from uh, from Cujo yeah. in Toronto. He had a strong opinion he on a, where his team is going. Yeah, he had a very strong, very optimistic opinion on on where his team is going. Uh, well, he it, according to him, it's not opinion; it's fact. What, what do you think about that, Scoob? I don't know. I think it was just pretty extreme. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd have to say, there? I'd have to say he sounded a lot like a like an Oilers fan given two years ago. Like same just, things I was hearing was coming from an Oilers fan two years ago. <laughs> still today, this they, is their yeah. This is their year. even still today. Yeah, sure. Yeah, this is their year for sure. Yeah, yeah. We got a. I think we got an Oilers fan queued up for later on in the show. Oh, wonderful! I'd like to hear from what he has to say. Yeah, yeah. We'll hear what he has to say. Uh, uh, coming up, actually, uh, it's not an Oilers fan. Oh, looking at my schedule, it's actually Mark Spector. Mark Spector, the journalist from oh. uh, from Edmonton, is going to join us to talk about his uh, his NHL Canadian Canadian team preview. Uh, so we can look forward to that in probably the the second hour. That'll All right, nice. well, we're gonna move on uh, to uh, to some some new news in the NHL, some new rules, some new. Uh, New crackdowns or, or crackdowns on old rules and stuff like that. Scooby had some opinions he wanted to bring to the table about some of the new things and some of the things that they're looking at in the NHL. So uh, so why don't you go ahead and, and lay us with your knowledge there, Scoob. Cool. So I'll take it off. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, the, obvious w- the obvious one that we saw a lot in the preseason, uh, that the NHL will crack down on slashing to the hands. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we can all yeah. say that. Crosby almost cut that guy's finger off. Yeah, I think we can all enforce on that one. And I think that's something in all preseason games that I think I saw at least two to three times a game. And I'm glad that they're calling it more often. Safety safety to the players and, you know. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean... um, Prevents injuries. I'm all for toughness in the game, but, I mean, your stick is used to should be used to play the puck, and that's it. Like, it's not for fucking whacking people with. Like, it's just not not what it's for. So... Uh, keep your stick for the puck and use your body to hit people and everybody who, you know, will be fine. There won't be broken hands and broken fingers, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so uh, now I'm going to bring you guys to the three new NHL rules that have been brought upon this year. First one is no timeout shall be granted to the defensive team okay. following an icing. Okay. Hmm. So, like, let's say you ice the puck, you, you can't call a timeout. Okay. Okay, which that's I, pretty fair. Which yeah. I find is... Yeah. Most definitely fair. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. If you're yeah. just icing the puck to get a timeout to get your players, like, I mean, in a way, that's what they've used in the past years, just to, like, give their players a break, catch a little breather. But at the same time, like, they're supposed to have, like, that penalties worth, like, 
of like going back even if they're tired and finding right. a way to get out in the zone. So yeah, it's the whole point of icing, so it's fine. I'm fine with that. The Very second good. one is teams on the power play who commit a high sticking infraction on the puck will no longer have the faceoff come down to their end <coughs> to their own end of the ice if the infraction occurred in the offensive zone. Okay. So so if they do a high sticking basically onto the puck and knocking it down. Yes. In the offensive zone. I could have probably said that a bit better. Yes. Right. Yeah, basically if you hit the puck while you're on a power play above but but not like a like a physical infraction high sticking though. Yeah, you're not going to yeah, take You're the, still going to go to the bin for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean I I've, when I first heard that I was like, "Oh, I didn't even know that they took it back like i guess they take it out of the zone i didn't know they took it all the way back to the defensive zone or or, or yeah. am i mishearing that anyways um i don't know like i think that has some interesting implications for like power plays where if a puck is up and they hit it and they, they hit it and they don't have to get out i mean of the zone and they still get people swatting up. at pucks and stuff that are high just to get face-offs and things i don't know it gives a chance to score more goals though yeah i mean i mean for yeah. both sides let's say like I don't think that that's necessarily as big of a problem as as people like to play on, and so I don't get all these rule changes for the sake of oh more goals. We need more goals, more goals. I'm like I, I think there's plenty of goals. Like a four three game or a two three game or three two game. Like that's fine by me. Ten one game. Ten one game or fucking seven two or whatever. Like, I mean, there's still lots of blowouts. There's and there's tight games sometimes because there's good teams. There's a lot of good teams. So that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. Yeah, I'm. It's I've been to very favorites. exciting zero zero hockey games, and yeah. I've been to shit like five five hockey games. Yeah, where the goalies are just trash. Yeah, it's definitely not one of my favorite like rule changes, but yeah, I guess it is what it is. That's yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that goes. So the third and final one is if a team challenges a goal for offside, uh, and they lose the challenge, the team will be obsessed. No, not obsessed. Assessed. Assessed. Yeah. <laughs> fucking english <laughs> assessed a minor penalty for delay a game see that one i don't like i don't like that rule really i don't i don't like it because if it is a genuine attempt to prove an offside if it's a genuine attempt to prove offside and it's so close that the coach has to challenge it and it is ruled that it was prior it was correct and he gets a two-minute penalty from that. I think that is but just. I think. Yeah, I don't necessarily the disagree one, with you there. The one question I would have though is on like in the length of a three-period hockey game, how many times could a coach challenge for an offside, like challenge? You know what I'm saying? Like challenging, like an offside. Just once. Just you once only get one challenge. The whole. Game. Oh wait, maybe that's wrong. I think that's wrong. I think Can we get right. on the horn and find out? I think we need yeah. that. Yeah. Because uh, I thought they could only challenge that once, but maybe they can I challenge think, it as many times as they want. I think they can challenge more than once, and I think if they can challenge more than once, I think that's fair, you know? Like, I don't know. Let's let's say the coach actually challenged three times a game if the limit's three, and I don't know. I don't know. I think... I like that one, actually. I think that this stuff is getting... Two out of hand. Though. Two out of hand. Like, yeah. I agree that you want things to be right, especially on goals, and especially when we're talking in the playoffs and stuff, for sure. 
Um, but it's just getting too kind of intrusive or, or like it's just slowing things down in the way that uh, the game's changing too much. Yeah, I don't know about changing. It's not even what it used to be, in my opinion. It's definitely changed. It's definitely changed, I think, a lot of ways for the better. But, uh, yeah, this this whole the, – the challenge thing to me, I think it should kind of go the other – like kind of an extreme in the other way to prevent a situation like this. So you have this issue where we can only challenge for certain certain things, offsides for some reason. Why offsides? Like there are t- there, excuse me. There are two people on the ice whose like literal job is to call offside, and they're not having. They were having a tough time doing it with those stretch passes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but in the end, you have two people on the ice whose their job is to call offside. So, so why specifically offside? My thought is, if you give the coach one challenge on any fucking play he wants. In the entire game, it can be a penalty, it can be a goal, it can be goaltender interference, whatever. Offside, I don't care. That he will have used that for something different, or will decide to save it for something different that doesn't slow things down as much, and you only get one. And yes, if you're wrong about whatever your call is, you get a penalty, or you lose your timeout. Maybe it's not as severe when you only get one. But, see, but like, let's say you, you have three. Like at that point, I actually think like let's say you'd use up all three of them, like mm, don't give them three. Three is too much. Yeah, I think give just them one. one. You get one free. You get one. Yeah. So like people hold it till the end of the game, okay. or if there's like a a penalty that we're like there, you're like no, like that's gonna kill you. You're going down on a five on three or something, and you're like no, that was not a penalty. That's bullshit. Like I want to go to the scoreboard or whatever, stuff like that. I think yeah. I also think. What would be wrong with having an off-ice official that's watching everything and can call the play dead no different than any other official? Like, I think that like would totally change the game, though. Yeah, but yeah, oh well, yeah, it totally would. That would totally change the game in in some ways for the better, of course. Like, you would you wouldn't miss as much, you know. Like, there's always like this talk on Sports Center all the time, like. After games, like there's always this like uh, controversy of calls or penalties that should have been called or goaltender interference. And it's arguable that that's part of the fun. <laughs> it's arguable that the human like I was talking to Stu, my friend, who's his background is British, and so he's a big soccer fan, and they're like really behind on uh like video review and goal line technology and stuff like that because it's really traditionalist. And uh, a lot of it is based on like, well, that's part of like the human error is part of the game. The the referee's error is part of the game. And sometimes you get shit luck. No different than sometimes you fall on a fucking chip of ice or you like, yeah, or you get a puck in the face or whatever. Like it's no different. And so maybe we should be giving more discretion back to the referees and taking taking these kind of stringent rules away. Not away, but like kind of limiting limiting them a bit. Yeah. Not oh man, well, I don't well, even know that, well, but like already you're already right because the referees already have so many rule so many no not rules, but so many uh, penalties to call. So I mean, it's just normal that even with four referees on the ice, you're bound to miss something. Like and I think honestly, adding an official like off ice official, I think I wouldn't actually be for that idea because you know, 
the game's played with four referees, like in any other sport, like let's bring up football or any other sport. It's like if you were to say like, oh, well, imagine if they had off off uh, off field referees. I'm pretty whatnot. sure football does have off field referees. Do they? I would believe it. Dude, football well, is reviewed uh, to the shit. Yeah. Like yeah, to the, the shit. That's what I'm worried about is like. I really do think like I've watched a lot of hockey in my life and I really do think that the amount of reviews has slowed stuff down like to the point of like, man, they're reviewing this fucking offside again. But see, that's like, I don't care. Should, that's <sighs> why that rule that was put in place. I actually agree with. Yeah. With delaying the game that much, like give them a penalty. I know. Well, that's why I think maybe they should just have one challenge in total and that's it. Yeah. Um, I also think sometimes that, uh, there's no reason why that we shouldn't be able to kind of utilize a laser technology or something to completely avoid the issue of offsides. Yes. Where, like, you put trackers in everybody's skate blades and the puck. I'm serious, man. Like, I think this stuff is not out of the realm of possibility. And the puck, you have, like, a plane that goes across where the blue line is. And there's no doubt that a computer is totally capable of, like, calculating... Okay, this team is on that side. Like, this is that team. This is that team. And whoever's on, like, this is the puck. And we're tracking who's on which side of the line. And it just, like, is an automatic boop offside. Boop. A little beep or whatever goes off offside. I I feel like that would just, like, add a robotic element to the game. And it just doesn't, like, keep that, that human thing between the referee and the player. I think that's an important connection. But well, that's not I, taking away the referee. That's taking away the linesman. Yeah, that's still one of the referees. Exactly. Like, like, like when you go offside and you're like pretty sure you're on a breakaway or some shit. You want to turn around. And you want to yell at that referee. You want to have something yeah, but now you won't have you won't have anything to say exactly, about it because it's mathematically dude. the case. It's just like fuck. <laughs> like who? Yeah. Well, be mad at yourself for being offside. Man, no, there's just like a human thing that has to be there to be like, man, you're offside. No, offside like, is the easiest thing in the world to avoid. Then, just stay onside. The one thing. I don't know. I like that human thing about like the I referees. Dis- yeah, I don't disagree. I just think it would be an interesting. I think that that could help the goal issue, too. You put a sensor in the puck. I, can, a I line yeah. That goes across, yeah, a I would that agree with that. Goal. If it crosses all the way across this plane. It's a goal. Like, I don't and, understand and, why that's yeah. really difficult. Weirdly to do. enough, I would agree it, with that. I've had it explained to me that it is quite difficult to do, mostly because the puck is flat and round. And it's small. Like, think no, it. that's, not, that's not the biggest problem. The problem is uh, that it's, it's flat and round. And so when you put a sensor in something, it tends to be either a straight line or spherical. And so you can do something that's spherical... But that won't. Then you have to figure out a way to kind of cut the sensor so it's just this flat puck, mm. or you try to have, or you'd have to have like a bunch of sensors all kind of. Uh, yeah, I was talking to somebody about it who actually knew about that type of shit, and they they said it was more complicated than I would think, uh, because like to me it seems like just no different than like playing like air hockey or something like that. But yeah. uh, I mean, obviously that's pretty rudimentary stuff. All right, you guys want to go for a little break, and we'll just uh, go for a smoke break, and and we'll come back, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more. We'll talk some trades, some signings, go and some wild. NHL action. Go for a yeah. little break, come back. All right, all right. Back. This is the Slack Line signing off. Let's go for the break. We'll be and right we back. won't go on a lockout. So yeah, <laughs> we will be back. In time. <laughs>
with the bass Pajamas live in effect and I don't waste time On the mic with a dope rhyme Jump to the rhythm, jump, jump to the rhythm, jump And I'm here to combine beats and lyrics to make you shake your pants Take a chance, come on and dance Guys, grab a girl, don't wait, make a twirl It's your world and I'm just a squirrel Trying to get a nut to move your butt to the dance floor So yo, what's up? Hands in the air, come on, say yeah Everybody over here, everybody over there The crowd is live and I will fool this fool Party people in the house, move NHL preview edition with the boss. The boss is coming. That's a made-up dumb f- fairy tale name, you. F- and Scooby. 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 Like Guest that. co-host Scooby is in the house in place of Jay Wow. Uh, Jay Wow is sitting this conversation out. So, uh, before the break, we were talking to. Uh, Kudro from Toronto. Yeah, funny guy. Yeah, funny we were guy. talking to Kudro from Toronto <laughs> about his his prospects for the season, and we talked and we talked a little bit about uh, about the rule changes and and how we think those things are affecting the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now we're gonna get into some signings and some trades. You know, stuff that happened in the off season that's affecting the teams going forward. Um. Uh. Yeah. Let's uh, let's throw it over to Scooby for his uh, his spiel on on the off season. Cool. So uh, the first trade that I actually thought was a pretty pretty big trade, I'd say, and it's pretty controversial, but I don't know. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens acquiring Jonathan Drouin and a six-round draft pick for Sergeyev and a second-round draft pick in the 2018 draft. Yeah, true. That's a good one. I forgot about yeah. that one. When, when when did that happen? That happened. It was pretty June, early, June fifteenth. Yeah. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I honestly think that's a pretty decent trade on Montreal's half. The only thing that I'm not li- that I didn't like about Montreal's offseason is that that was probably their biggest move. Mm. That was their biggest move, actually. I would have liked to see more depth. What 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 do you think could have could have changed size? Get some size onto that team, man. There's so much like, you know, like Brendan Gallagher, as much as he's like a grinder and he's a great player, he's not like the biggest guy and he's not the most intimidating intimidating guy either. No, nah, no, you need a you need a little bit of size around those people. You for need sure. somebody that like when you're going in the corner, you're gonna be scared about going into the corner because you're scared of getting hit. Like right. I'm not scared of going into the corner with Gallagher type thing, you know? It's like you need some a big guy. Yeah, Gallagher's annoying. He's not He's not really like the rough and tough guy. He's like get under your skin guy, but you need somebody that backs the, it up. The Brad Marchand type guy. Yeah, and that's fine. Like you need yeah, those definitely. players, uh, but you need uh, you need somebody that you backs some, it up you too. Need some, you need some big guys. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, I would agree. Uh, man, yeah, that was an interesting trade. I honestly don't know much about Sergeyev. So he's a good prospect. Yeah, I, I hear he's pretty pretty highly rated. Oh, so, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. I thought that things were kind of working out for Duran in uh, in Tampa Bay. Like they had all that bullshit that happened. But then, like, he came in in the playoffs and actually played really well for them and, like, played the whole season with them, right? And so it seemed like seemed like things were kind of washed over and then, boom, traded. So, I mean, I guess. I don't, I don't think he liked it in Tampa, personally. How long was he yeah. there for? I think, like, a season and a half. Yeah. No, well, yeah. he was there for a few years, like, well, his yeah. whole kind of. But, like, he didn't actually play the whole time, you know? Yeah. But um, I'd have to say, like, this guy's actually got, like, talent. I've, I for actually, sure. I actually went to school with the guy. So I mean, oh, I've seen him when like he played midget AAA and like even back then like. Uh, also, Anthony Duclair, that's also playing for the Coyotes, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, or he yeah. got actually traded recently. I'm not sure, but no, I'm pretty sure he's still with them. But yeah, he's not killing it as much. But you know, I've seen him play since he was young. Drain, he's a huge playmaker. Like he was the type of guy you'd throw out on the power play, and like you'd be sure that he'd be like involved in either passing for the puck or just scoring the goal, getting the assist. I find overall good player. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, Duran, um you need some more you need some more action there. Yeah, I was always impressed with him pretty sure. I'm not sure uh I mean, all that bullshit with contracts and stuff and playtime and whatnot. It always I mean it kind of always leaves a sour taste in my mouth as a fan. Like I hate it when people whine about playing time and stuff like that but it's the way it is yeah uh declares with the with the coyotes yeah yeah i mean he obviously deserved it right because when he he did get into the lineup he was killing it and so it was kind of interesting uh it was kind of interesting to see kind of from the outside somebody not really a, t- a fan of tampa or really know as much about duran um but i remember listening to to a lot of like radio and and uh just kind of the news around it and it was funny how polarizing it was. I listened to a, a radio host from Montreal talk about it. And he was obviously like, like hyping obviously it hyping it up. Yeah. He was obviously yeah, like per, personal friends with, with, uh, uh, Duran and his family. Like he never said that, but like you could tell just from like how he, he felt about it and how sure. yeah, just the way he was talking about it, which is fine. Uh, and then obviously, you know, you have the other side of it from the, from the management perspective, you're like, well, you can't allow a kid to kind of, to kind of push you around like that. Right. Um, which, uh, which will probably kind of lead us into our, our talk about contracts and stuff like that too, but we'll, we'll stay in on the, on the acquisitions for now. For sure. Just to go over it. I definitely think out of that trade, as much as Sergeyev is a great defenseman, like, Already in Tampa Bay, you've got, like, Victor Hedman. Like, he's already a fucking amazing yeah. defense. Like, yeah. size, got size, big body, knows how to shoot, handle the puck. Uh, I mean, if he ends up being a good player, so be it. But, yeah. I mean, good for Drew. Honestly, first liner. Coming back to Montreal, hopefully he'll have a big season. See what he does. I'm all for it. Cool. Yeah, sounds good. Uh yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm always skeptical of Montreal. You know, they never they really seem like a powerhouse to, to me. Well, they never win. Um, the trades. They always get to see. Like, yeah, and they always they, seem undersized and yeah, they seem just really kind small. of meh. You know, they never really have like a top end player, yeah. other than Carey Price. And I do think, I yeah. mean, like they rise and fall with Carey Price. Like with even even if he himself, Carey Price, doesn't play 
like at like a plus level they're like they're toast like in my opinion like I'm, i don't think that that team is anything without him playing at like top two in the world goalie level yeah well even last year like we saw like that like some games like he would just have like some off games and like i'd hear it on tsn because i was just like a huge guy like when i was back living in montreal like i'd legit wake up every morning to listen to tsn and yeah they would even say it's like we're now seeing that carry price is not human like as much as he is like an amazing goalie like the guy can only stop so much like you're gonna end up having the off game and yeah for sure i don't know like i totally uh what do you think your guy from montreal we haven't really spoken about it what do you think about this is a year ago but the suban weber deal uh that's a it's a good topic to talk about actually um i'd actually say that it's a good deal for montreal it gives some experience um how do i say it uh, weber actually had some great experience in nashville so I I actually think it was a great acquisition for for Montreal, but I have to say though, like Subban's super young and he's got a career and a half ahead of him. I think in the long run, Preds are gonna Preds are gonna take that that trade. But for now, I'm I'm totally for Montreal having Weber. I mean, compared to Subban, like as much as I hate it that Subban got traded the year after that he had the most um, giveaways in the league. Like, is that the way you say it? Giveaways? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, he had the most giveaways in the NHL, and that the next season you get traded, it's like, I don't know. Plus, like, there was always a bunch of, like, you know, like, there was a lot of plays where, like, you'd actually see it on the ice where he would try to do it by himself, and, like, he'd cough up the puck, and they'd score. But, you know, that's all a part about being young and, like, learning I don't know, but, like, when... when, when, Yeah, I don't know, because... When you're PK Subban, you are you're you're leading the team at at that point, and having a leader who streaks up the ice constantly, trying to do it by himself, and constantly, definitely kind no, of that, that I totally agree with, you and though. constantly turning it over. Do you want that guy leading your team? Because you know you time. you know for sure he's not going to step down from that leadership position. So, I mean, at the same time, in his defense, let's all bring bring it back to a couple of years ago when Halak was also playing with Carey Price and there was no leadership position yet, no first goalie, and Halak was actually playing more often, and at the end of the year, they were like debating which goalie to trade off and they actually traded off Halak cuz he was older and gave the chance to the younger kid and look at Carey Price now. Just imagine if Habs were to trade away Carey Price back in the day man i don't think anybody was ever talking about trading carry price yeah. he exploded onto the scene at 18 in the playoffs back in the day i'm telling you in montreal there was this huge like uh spectacle whatever he was it was 19 or 18 he was 18 he was struggling a bit more than halak and everyone was saying oh well what if we trade price and stuff and i was like you guys are nuts if you guys trade price this is like potentially like someone that would grow into like yeah, man, I never heard any job. serious debate about that, but obviously in Montreal yeah. people talked about it. Oh that's that's interesting, often, man. Super often. Really, Believe hey? Believe me. Oh, my God. Because everyone was saying, like, yeah, Halak was actually the better goalie throughout the playoffs, and he played all of the games. That that series when... Yeah, but that doesn't mean... Like, why... That doesn't Pittsburgh mean you trade Carey Price. I know, like, but... <laughs> I, I don't really understand people's mentality around stuff like that sometimes. It's like... um. 
the Flames are kind of dealing with that right now too, where they have like Jankowski looked really good in camp, and people want to make a space for him, which there should be a space for him, but people are like, oh man, we should we should trade Backlund now, because his value is high, and and Jankowski can like replace him because he's like he's like kind of a defensive center too, and I'm like, or we could just have them both in the line. I was I like, was oh well, say. they can't play like a fourth line role. I'm like it, there is no fourth line role. There are four lines, and if you can have four lines that kick ass, then have, then have four, four lines, lines that, that kick, kick ass. ass. Yeah. Like, yeah. the the days of... I mean, you should have a line that is shut down central, that you deploy against other teams' top groups. Right, top line. And whatever you want to call that line, fine. Defensive line, third line, second... Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, it, this, like, know. sort of... Placement arbitrary of placement yeah. of lines and, and players left wing right wing blah, 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 like oh man like it just it drives me nuts like the the implication that an nhl hockey player who is left-handed can't play right wing to me is ridiculous i'm like dude that guy's an nhl hockey player he can play right wing because he's an NHL fucking hockey player. <laughs> 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 can pretty sure you can take a pass on the backhand. <laughs> but how annoying is receiving a pass on it the is, backhand? It is, you know, obviously, like, it's different, but, like... I understand that he's a professional hockey player and he can probably catch it on his backhand just as well as his forehand. But, I mean... That's that's my rant. The but, I mean, it, some, it, sometimes it doesn't it even come down sense. to that. It comes down to how that player is in front of the net in the offensive zone. Their their hand really depends on Dude, that. Dude, well. but your like wing doesn't really d- dictate where you sit in the offensive zone. That just di- that just depends on like what uh, like where the puck is and who's on it at that point. Like you're just like rotating with people in the O zone. You're not. You're not playing like because you're left wing. You play. You stay on the left side That's of the ozone. Fair. That's yeah, bullshit. No, <laughs> like no way. <laughs> I I played left wing up until up until Adam. Yeah. And, th- and then that's when I started center. Uh. But obviously that's no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> if you're center, you should know how to play every position, yeah, including defense. That's pretty fair. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, let's get into some trades. Let's get to the next one that I actually found was pretty interesting, and we brought it up uh-huh. before the podcast, was the Marcus Johansson trade right. to New Jersey. And I was actually wrong. It's the second round pick and the third round pick of 2018. That's okay. pretty it's decent. Of, it's of this year, at least. And let's say that New Jersey doesn't place well in the standings. That could potentially be nice trades in their behalf. I, I think. Yeah, go ahead. I think New Jersey might actually do fairly well this year. I really do. I think that there's they showed some good in the, pre- the totally off- in the preseason. Yeah, yeah. I, th- the I think they. I think they might have what it takes to get actually further than we think they will. What What gives you that itch? Well, Corey Schneider. Yeah, like oh Schneider's God. good. Yeah, he, he, I, I, a goaltender can definitely make a big difference yeah. for sure. Schneider's a huge difference. Yeah. Um, well, he's not I, a difference. He's been there for a while, but or, he can, yeah, he can be a difference maker for yeah. sure. And I also think, um, as much as I am not a fan of the guy, I think Taylor, Taylor Hall, Hall. Yeah. is course, a really good that. addition just because he's expanding their franchise as well yep. as bringing a really valuable he is kind of a leadership figure on that team. Yeah, really. he's getting older, he's getting more mature and better. Yeah. I think getting him out of the fishbowl of Edmonton and 
and where everybody's like, aren't you like Marc Messier? Why aren't you Marc Messier? (laughs) Yeah. Like, why aren't you bringing us home the cup? Yeah, how come you haven't won the cup? You were 18 when we gave you everything you could ever dream of. and You didn't bring us home the cup. You not turn into a (laughs) well-adjusted adult. Why aren't you Connor McDavid? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, basically. (laughs) Fuck, man. Uh, I have read some articles of, with <laughs> Hall, and he's pretty he's pretty fucking pissed. It seems about the whole situation. Like he feels like it seems like uh, he feels like a lot of the blame was like laid on him for like how like the failure of the Oilers, which is true, and it's like it's bullshit that he would get the blame for it because like they just like threw him to the fire as an eighteen year old, just like they've done to yeah. every other fucking player. And he was at the start of all those young guys too. So he was yeah. he was really one of the first coming in just he after was kind of the first in yeah. yeah. He and was kind of the first like oh like yeah. this guy must be the best thing yeah. ever. Yeah. The fall for Hall. Yeah, that's a good one. I have another trade that I actually didn't think that I wrote down and I did write down and this one I actually found was very interesting. The trade from New York Islanders getting Jordan Eberle from the Edmonton mm. Oilers for Ryan Strom. That is, guys, a, yeah. What do you guys think How old is that? Strom? So yeah. I actually have the like stats to He's this. pretty young. He's the yeah. younger yeah. Strom. Yeah, right? yeah There's two is. Stroms. Yeah. And, Strom. and how old is Eberle? Eberle is 27. He's getting there, but like he's still young. Oh, yeah, he's still young. yeah, I guess they're both fairly so still young. I have the stats to them. Eberle has 507 games played, and he has an amount of 382 points. And Strom played 258 games, and he has 156 points. How old is Strom? He's still relatively young. I'm thinking he's like 22, 23. I can Doesn't check that out. Doesn't say anything there? Um... Yeah, man, I don't know. Like, I honestly don't know a whole lot about Strom. From what I understand, like, he's not much he's special. It seems like change for the though. sake of change. He's pretty good. I have to. Admit. Yeah, he yeah. Sh- he showed he's up pretty, pretty good in the okay. World Juniors, did oh, he not? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. it was him. He, he killed it. I don't think Eberle has really been much he help to them, really. Like, he's always, like, he's, he's a been, player, he's a point like, getter. He'll get points. But he's kind of a perimeter player, and he kind of just like is soft and easy to push off the puck. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's probably a pretty even swap that trade. They were just one for one, right? Were there any like picks involved? Yeah, it was just one for one. Yeah. It was player for player, and he's actually twenty four years old. Ryan Strong. Yeah. So he's so like they're three age apart. Yeah. Three years apart. Yeah, I mean, I'm for that trade. Yeah, it's like decent. It's, it's a change as much as it is like. I like that there are those players. these types of trades happening, yeah. like Strom for Eberle, Hall for Larson, yeah, uh, Weber for for Subban. Like trades that are like players for players that are like holy shit, like that actually happened. Actually changing yeah. things, <laughs> like oh that's cool. Like it, it is cool. In uh, in the World Juniors, he played. Uh, twelve games played, seven goals, nine assists. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, that's great twenty. He's twenty four now. Like the World Juniors is no, but still four or five years, ago, five years ago for him. Like five years of learning. Yeah, yeah but like no, but still it doesn't like, matter what he did. That's five years ago, man. That's, that's fucking junior yeah, hockey. Yeah, like, that's, like, like I understand the whole. I, that I was don't five really. Years ago, yeah, but, 
but then we can also start looking at what Eberle put up, and I'm pretty sure he put up something around the same. Yeah, Eberle was a fucking beast in yeah, junior and world juniors, and so that was his and whole been, bread and, and butter. Like his whole career has been built off of he scored big goals in the world junior. But he's been fairly reliable. Yeah, so he's been like yeah. I shouldn't rag on him too much. He's been definitely cannot rag too hard on Eberle. Yeah. He's been a reliable player yeah, for sure. That's true. Most definitely. True. But like I'm saying, like Edmonton's going for the young. It's a good move. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't disagree with that necessarily. We'll see how it works out. I mean, those types of moves. It's just about how he meshes. He's not necessarily young though. At twenty four, like he should be blossoming pretty, pretty, pretty soon. like now, yeah. basically, basically this year. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably why they made the trade, and yeah. now they're having like a game, like their first game where they win set, like what was it, three nothing? Yeah. It was all McDavid, man. I watched yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it literally was. He, like, <laughs> McDavid goals. is so good. Yeah, He fucking unreal. just skated through the whole team twice to score and then had an empty netter. End to end, just beats everybody on. Yeah, that's wow. It's fast. <laughs> so fast. Off, man. I was so mad. Well, that's going to be our next topic after with points and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So, next <sighs> trade that I actually thought was pretty dope. Uh, I wish we could have, like, a, you know, like, the, the drum roll? Uh, <laughs> I probably got something yeah, here. Uh, very aroused. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Well, it's a good trade. So. <laughs> it's a good trade to be All right, what's up? To. So, blue, tr- it's blue science. Jackets ac- acquire Artemi Panarin and Tyler Mott and a 2017 six-round draft pick from the Blackhawks in exchange for Brandon Saad. Yeah, that was an interesting really? one. And a 2018 fifth round draft pick. That was an interesting one to see Saw going back to Chicago and, and uh, Panarin yeah. going to the Blues. I like the I like what the Blue Jackets are doing. Blue jackets, yeah. yeah, the Blue Jackets are figuring it out. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they. I, I'm, that's another one they're along the same lines. Well. Yeah, fantastic. Along the same lines as Nashville. I have always kind of had a soft spot for Columbus because they've actually had a really good fan base for the, like yeah. their whole tenure. Columbus is kind of like a college town, and but like the team has just sucked for so long, and so it's nice to it's see nice them to see finally get some, get some good, good teams going. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm glad to see him go yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, Panarin's a good player. That's an and interesting trade, man. He's he was young. only there for a couple of years in Chicago, and he did I really two well. Years. Two years. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, won a cup. Actually, Peace. no, two years. Yeah, so he's played 162 games, and he, he almost has a point a game. 151. Did he win a sport. cup? No, he wouldn't have. Cause no, I don't think so. No. But, uh, yeah, Saad has 368 games played and 232 points for. Saad's a good player, too. Yeah, he so is. I think that's a pretty fair trade. Yeah. But Surprised I didn't just go one for one on that, kind of. And mm-hmm. Aaron, well, I mean, like, the two like the two players afterwards aren't, like... How yeah, many how, how many seasons random. has Saad played? Uh, five or six, I think. Yeah, uh, sufficient I think it's amount. it's, like, four or five, I'd say. Well, yeah, because he's only played and 368 what about games. Panarin's only played those two seasons. Two, two seasons. Right. Because he came over from Russia. No so, he's right. no, so the guy's played about four seasons. Saad's played about four seasons. Because if this guy's played 162 games and the other guy's played about 368 games. Saad's only had four seasons yeah. total or just with the Blue or the blue Jackets? With the Hawks and everyone oh. included. Hmm, I thought it was more. Cool. Well, I'm pretty sure. Seems to be yeah, he is, he is young. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's an interesting trade. Change another one that's changed. You know, it automatically changes the dynamics of both teams. Really, it was nice yeah. to see that in the preseason that Panarin was playing for the Blue Jackets. I I could totally get get used to seeing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like the Blue Jackets. 
I like their jerseys. <laughs> Just because they're so original? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. like, I mean, the color, like, red, white, and blue is not that original. But, like, red, yeah. Uh, they had a really shitty logo at first. It was, like, that big, terrible B. Oh, blue jackets. Yeah. Right. Dude, the B one I thought was pretty cool. No, no. The, not, the one with the star, <laughs> man, it's clean. And they got the... They got yeah. just like a star that's like on the cuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think it looks really cool. I like it. I think then there's a guy I saw that designed a flames jersey that had like a little just like flame on the I cuff. Oh that, man, it looks so yeah. cool. It's like fuck. Put I'm gonna live with these fucking fucking, fucking flags <laughs> that look terrible. Like design something original. <laughs> those flags are good stuff, man. Oh, they're shit, man. It's Alberta. Uh, they're shit. shit. They're shit. No. Okay, hold up. I want to. I, I like them. Uh, they're so shit. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta be Alberta proud. <laughs> that doesn't mean you have to put the flag on. You, like, man, work the crest in or something. Like, I don't care. Like, put out. Like, somebody did a. Uh, uh, the same guy, I think, did a patch that was like it was Alberta, like the shape of Alberta, and had like a C with like a little like a. Sp- spark flame coming out of it like where calgary is on on the shape of alberta and like that looked pretty cool and i was like man there you go that's that's the same that's (laughs) there's a new one that's just as nice as this is nice of a tribute to alberta if if not better than just slapping the fucking flag on it i think it's better because it's on fire (sighs) and they had (laughs) 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 and they had the chance they got the new jerseys adidas is doing the new jerseys yeah and then and I, like everybody that I know, which is a lot of the Flames community, is like, yeah, like finally we'll get those New Jerseys and we'll get rid of the fucking flags. And they didn't get rid of the flags. Like they had just, just take them away. Don't, you <laughs> don't even well, well, put anything else there. Just like, just don't like the Oilers don't have anything on their shoulder pads. Like just don't fucking put anything there. Like oh god, it looks well so maybe bad. maybe if you guys start winning some games, you might you might <laughs> get to choose what you want on your jerseys. <laughs> What's that have to do with anything? Man, the best <laughs> player, the best teams always have the coolest jerseys. And that's why Pittsburgh has some of the coolest jerseys in the league. I would disagree with that. Oh. <laughs> Golden Knights. Nah. Yeah. See? Golden Knights best are the in best the in the league? Best in the league. <laughs> They're going to be a surprise this year, boys. Yeah, right. We'll save that for the bold predictions segment. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, you got any more trades you yeah, want to throw out? I actually have two more, yeah, and then we can move up. on. Bring them up. So there is actually three. I'm lying. (laughs) So I've got the St. Louis Blues acquire forward Braden Shen from the Philadelphia Flyers for forward Yuri Laterra and a 2017 first round draft pick and a conditional 2018 first round pick. Interesting. I didn't even hear about that one. Yeah, that happened on June 23rd. Huh. That's Wait, my birthday. That? That's probably why I didn't hear about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't hear about that one. That's interesting. So the, the St. Louis Blues get Braden Shen. Yeah. For like a prospect that. and and for Yuri Latera, which I don't know who that is really. Yuri Where did he play? For the Blues. Yuri Latera. He played okay. 218 games and he's oh. only had 100 points. Hmm. So I mean, how old is he? Like like 20? three seasons in, probably like 22, 23, 24-ish. But yeah, hundred points, two hundred eighteen games. As for Shen, he it's has what was what, what? Yeah, what was the rest of the package? Uh, well, it's basically the picks after Yuri Latera. The they pick? have a 2017 first round pick and a 2018 oh. first round pick. 
Whoa, really? Yeah. Holy shit. But Braden That's Shen, pretty decent. In in my defense, I actually, I'd actually have to say Braden Shen's a lot better than Yuri Latera. Well, and yeah, but down. those two first round picks, like that's a yeah. way better package than yeah. Marcus Johansson. Oh, got. Yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, and I don't know if it's necessarily true that Braden Shen is that much better, if at all, than Marcus Johansson. Uh, let me see if I have the stats for Johansson. Let me see. That's interesting. So he's played five two first round picks, five hundred one games, and he's had two hundred ninety points. And Johansson, Sh- yeah, and Shen's played four hundred thirty three, and he has two forty eight. So, in his defense, he's actually doing better than than. Uh, but like, not at that yeah, much of a clip. That's a, pretty yeah. crazy. Two first round picks, man. Yeah. That is nuts. Yeah. yeah, I'd have to say that's a lot. That is a lot. And those are coming from St. Louis. Yeah. To Philadelphia. Fuck, man. Philadelphia made out like bandits with that one. Well, it depends because, I mean, like, Blues normally do well in the regular season. So, I mean. Yeah, but still, I mean. It's still like. That's two first round picks. Yeah. And the Blues, they're they're kind of on the downswing of things. They're like, they got, like, Schwartz. And they got, they got like, Petrangelo still pretty young. Tarasenko. Tarasenko. That's true. There. Yeah, that's He's true. Like, yeah. That's true. And now they have yeah. Shen. Like, Who they got in net, though? Allen, he was pretty he's, mediocre. He's doing good, though. He's doing pretty good, he I was, have to say. He might, like... He did not def- hold up last year. Definitely not. But he's still young in his defense. Yeah. We all have to give it to him. He's like any other goalie that was young. And you're putting this guy in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's true. Like, and, and he didn't... Think, like, think didn't about he that. come like, straight to St. Louis? Yeah, and he just yeah. started playing. And yeah, he no, man, he's been there for a while. There was the whole thing. Like, they've yeah, been that, grooming that, him for I mean. a long time. And But, like, what, what when he came to St. Louis, who was the who was the Elliot. Leader? It was Elliot. him and Elliot were, like, How long were back and forth. Like, they were kind of just a tandem for a couple of years. And there was it was always, like, who's better? They didn't really know because, like, Elliot would go on really great streaks and Al- Alan yeah, would go on really great streaks. And then some of them would have their off games. Yeah, yeah, and so they decided to stick with Alan and let... he's younger. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But, but then they let Elliot go, and the Flames ended up signing him, but, like, and he didn't really work out for the Flames either. So, I mean... I mean, like, neither of them were proven top-end goalies. I was disappointed with Elliot, to be honest. I was pretty happy when we got him. I was like, yes, like, he is a good goalie. He is. But he choked in the playoffs. Yeah. He, like he, man, he fucking choked. But he he was a big reason of why they were there, and sure. the like he had a rough start. But the whole team was terrible for the first quarter of the season. So, um, yeah, I was kind of choked that that didn't really work out. I thought that Elliot was going to work out. Allen, it was. I mean, it's not unexpected that he wouldn't. He would kind of crumble in a similar way. You know, I think like, it's just the workload them, he's not used to now with all those now with all those players. I think. You know, Blues actually have some a decent lineup. I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying, but like, man, you're you gotta look at, it. but you gotta look at the West though. Like, let's talk about the the teams that they're competing against. They're competing against Edmonton and the Flames, and they're competing against Chicago and Minnesota, and the Jets are coming up, and uh, I mean, LA is kind of floundering. Um, and uh, I mean, I guess that's kind of it as far as powerhouses. I probably uh, Dallas. Dallas is good. Like, there's a lot of good teams in the West. The Ducks. I didn't mention the Ducks. I don't think a lot of good teams in those San Jose. Fuck. Like, man, I'm just like, li- like, there's a lot of good teams in the West. 
that uh, St. Louis has to overcome. Like, yeah, Tarasenko is fucking dynamite. Um, but you got to have more than that. I guess. And, like, yeah, Schwartz is decent, yet. but that's that's open. I got one right here that's not even open yet. Thanks, bro. But yeah. That's why I was going like this not when me. you were offering. <laughs> 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 <No, laughs> you're totally right, though. Like, they're definitely not going to be cup contenders, but I, I still have to say, like, Bringing Braden Shen to the yeah Bulls. yeah that's true that's true. I honestly true. have to say. Plus, I didn't really know about now, that. They, he used to play with his brother Luke Shen in Philadelphia. Yeah. So now the the brothers are actually not playing together. But Luke Shen's in in Philadelphia. He's somewhere else now though, isn't he? He might have got traded, but I don't know. I didn't hear about any trade with. Him. I thought he was with Arizona, Luke Shen. No, then he got traded to Philadelphia. Oh, he's been he's there now. I'm pretty sure. Anyways. Uh, sweet. We'll move on to the next yeah. trade. It's actually with the Flames. Oop. So this is the one where they acquire Travis Hamanick and a conditional fourth round draft pick from the New York Islanders for a 2018 first round draft pick and a 2018 second round draft pick and a conditional second round draft pick, but they don't give the year for it. So I don't know. I'm I'm pretty for that trade. I think Hamanick is a great defenseman. He's young. And he's going to have some great defense to play with in Calgary. I'm f- totally for that trade. They got some great forwards as well. Monaghan, Goudreau. Got some good solid guys. Now they have uh, they signed Yager. He's, you're adding some experience there. I don't know. I think they're definitely not. I, I don't want to speak too fast either, but they're, they're going to be a good team this year. The Flames? Yeah. I don't know if they if they like keep choking or whatnot, but <laughs> it's one game. <laughs> yeah, it's one game. But let's be real, like that's a great acquisition, especially for your defense, especially like in the past years. Like, yeah, and like they didn't do bad last year. So to add, they definitely to add to that is, is they key. definitely did very well for themselves last year. And this year, I think they could go further. I think we're going to see a lot of those kinds of teams in the playoffs this year, though. Oh, definitely. Like we're the, gonna see teams the Florida Panthers, the uh, the Calgary Flames, I feel the Columbus Blue Jackets, maybe. Let's see how I that feel like goes. we're going to see teams that normally make the playoffs not make the playoffs, and teams yeah. that normally don't make the playoffs make the playoffs. Yeah, I think you'll see teams like I'm L.A. on the outside looking yeah. in. And I think like a team like Montreal might be looking at the outside. And, yeah, and probably. It, and like yeah. it. And just like we've been talking about, it's it it's partially due to these trades that are going on to like yeah to bolster these, these teams yeah, yeah yeah some of these teams are getting really crucial players from other teams and it's really boosting them up yeah it's true uh, yeah I'm really excited about the Hamannick deal for sure I'm a I mean I'm not gonna hide it I'm a Flames fan I try to remain <laughs> I try to remain impartial as I can I'll rag on the Oilers a lot but but in the end I'll I'll try to like my opinion is is I think pretty impartial but. Uh, yeah, I, I am a, I am an unabashed Flames fan, and uh, yeah, I do enjoy the the Hamannick trade. Man, the defense looks pretty good to me. Uh, Giordano, Hamilton, yeah, Hamilton, Brody, Stone. They signed over the summer too, which is uh, he was there with them last year near I the like end, Brody. and he he sol- he solidified it. So one to five, they're good on the back end. There's some questions about who should be the sixth D man. Um, I think it should be one of the younger guys, but nobody really blew anybody away in camp. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. I, I, I imagine it'll be five, a road five good D man. Just yeah, like I imagine the sixth person will be a rotation of people throughout the year. Just to test them out, see who deserves a spot. Yeah, 
Yeah, and the forward group is good. I mean, I'm not happy with Troy Brower. Nobody's really happy with Troy Brower. He's just um, a leftover, leftover type guy. I find well, he's so. way, making way too much money for what he's doing, yeah, and exactly. they need to... Like, Jankowski looked great in preseason, and they ended up having to send him down, mostly because he's one of the only people that can be sent down without having to, like, go through waivers and shit like that. Yeah. So, oh, talking about waivers, that brings us to something else after yeah. the last trade yeah. that I'm going to bring up. Um, But, yeah, so I think yeah, I think the Flames are looking good this year. Uh, so, yeah, last trade, and I'll bring it up. Rangers acquire Anthony D'Angelo and a 2017 first-round draft pick for from the Coyotes in exchange for Derek Stepan and Antti Ranta. Mm. What do you guys think about that? Stepan's pretty... Yeah. And Ranta. That, yeah. Pretty big move yeah. for both of those guys. I'll be real honest. I took the stats down for this one, and they actually shocked me. Uh, D'Angelo's only played 39 games in the Chell with 14 points. Stepan's played 515 with 360 points. Ranta, yeah, Stepan's good. Ranta's playing yeah, like just a, just about 100 games in the NHL with a save percentage of .920 and a goals against average of 2.32. Yeah, Ranta's been good, too. That's pretty good. Which yeah. actually beats their current goalie, Louis Domingue. Yeah. So, I mean, taking wow. Yeah, I mean, Ranta's position. a potential starter goalie. Yeah, uh, he's not for, for sure, but maybe. I'm for that trade. Yeah. And Stepan's a Stepan's, huge, yeah. crucial part of the Coyotes. Yeah, well, he was a crucial part of the Rangers. No, no, the Rangers, but not going to the Coyotes. Well, yeah, he's in the Coyotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, well, he's going to be a crucial part. Yeah, he will be, yeah. I'm not, uh, like, who's the Rangers left with at center without Stepan? I don't know. I have to check. I think uh, Zuccarello. Zuccarello, yeah. I mean, no, Zuccarello is centerman, is he? I thought he was a winger. I don't know. I might be mistaken. Uh, let's check out the lineup, Rangers. Oh, and then I have like the topic about uh, Malkin Subban getting wavered by the Golden Knights, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was Calvin Picard. No, it was. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, hundred percent. Unless that changed in the last I two hours. I swear, like I saw it like not too long ago, and I'm pretty positive I saw that like they had wavered. Subban and the team picked him up. If I'm not mistaken, though, Zabinajad, Chittle, Hayes, and DeHarnay is their center depth. Chris Kreider, does he play center? No. DeHarnay. Yes. <laughs> on the wing. Interesting. Um, yeah, Stepan. He's a good player. That's interesting for Phoenix because they're not used to acquiring good players. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Arizona, <laughs> Arizona. Sorry, I'm, I'm still used to getting. Jeez, still getting used to that. Man. 2017. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. What were we talking about? Oh yeah, Picard. Yeah, yeah. I'll look that up. I was. They yeah, had to weren't you talking about Subban this morning? I was saying that they could have waved. They waved Calvin Picard in favor of Subban. Oh. Okay. And that was only a couple hours ago. So. But we'll see here. Yeah, Vegas waves Calvin Picard. No, but I'm talking about Boston. You said Vegas. No, I said Boston. I said Boston waved Malcolm Subban. Well, Subban is with Vegas. Now? Yeah. So then that's where he went. Oh, wait, maybe. He, he was originally with Boston. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's what happened. That's so, what 
So Boston waves Subban. Yes. And Vegas picks up Subban. Yes. And Vegas waves Picard. Yes. That doesn't still doesn't make a lot of sense from Vegas' perspective. Oh no no no, Subban. But I'm, I'm digging it. I I was gonna say though, like I find like Subban could have been something upcoming for Boston. Yeah. Like totally. I'd, yeah. I'd agree with that. He like, was, and he actually killed it in the offseason. I don't know if you guys watched him for Boston. Like, he didn't do that bad. So to have him, like... No, I didn't watch much of him. So to have him wavered. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, Calvin Picard's a good goalie, man. I, I'd rather have him than Lack on the Flames, to be honest. be kind of weird to kick Lack off right now. But, uh... I mean, Calvin Picard, he's pretty young. He was... He had pretty decent numbers behind a shitty Colorado team. Yeah. Definitely. So he's got a lot to prove for himself still. He's young. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Well to have him waved is crazy. Like I can't imagine he's not picked up. Yeah. So we'll see who picks him up. Just, I think it's just a matter of time, honestly. Yeah, well somebody picks him up. Well, I mean they have to pick him up by like ten AM tomorrow or whatever, yeah. so we'll see if somebody picks him up. So uh, yeah, well, uh, that's our that's our trades and our uh, our acquisitions rundown here. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and so we had a little bit of discussion about that, and when we come back, we will have Mark Spector on the line uh, from Sportsnet and the Edmonton Journal. I think nice. he writes for them. Yeah, there yeah. Um, he's, he's got his spiel on the Canadian team. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a it's a pretty big find for us. So he's gonna give us our spe- his spiel on on the Canadian team breakdown as well. So uh, we'll have that for you when we come back on the Slack line.
awesome. I'll cut all this out. <laughs> okay, we're back. That's, that, that, that's making it. All right. All right. So, yeah, before the break, we were talking acquisitions and trades in the NHL. And uh, and we're gonna we have Mark Spector coming up here in a minute, but we just uh, we had one that we'd left off the list here that Scooby wants to throw back out there. The free agent Patrick Marlowe signing a three-year contract worth eighteen point seven five million with the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's huge. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one for sure. Huge. I mean, they can definitely use his experience uh, with that young group of forwards and whatnot. Yeah. And expect I I think this might be beneficial for even Austin Matthews because Austin Matthews ha- hasn't really had that much of um playoff experience. really well playoff experience and Any really experience. a senior like a senior experienced player to play with. You know, he hasn't had a player of course at the ranking of Patrick Marlowe and no. at his age and his experience to actually learn from and benefit from, which I think is a huge factor for teams like the Pittsburgh Penguins mm-hmm. when they're calling up all these college college team players to come and play with them. And they're up there playing with Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby. They have really great leadership and obviously Pittsburgh is benefiting from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not just they playing with so. them. It's being around them, right? right. Like, like seeing how they, how they go about their lives and train and, and, you know, stay in shape and that type of thing. Like, uh, there's obviously a lot to learn from somebody who's been in the league as long as somebody like Patrick Marlowe and not only been in the league as long, but has been as consistent as he's been. With all the uh, he's yeah. And well into, well into his, his thirties, which is, which is pretty admirable. You know, not many, not many players have been able to do that. So, uh, and you know, the cost, like it seems high, but and I when you told it to me, I, I was like, oh, man, that's like, especially for a guy that old, it's pretty long. And it's, well, it's a lot of money for that many years. Like I can see a six million dollar deal for one year, but for three years is, is a little bit long for me. But then I thought about it. Well, all these guys, Marner and, and Matthews, I mean, they're making entry level money right now. And they're going to be benefiting from that. They're going to be benefiting from it because like by the time those guys start to get paid, this guy's gonna uh, be yeah, contract. he's going to be his his contract will be yeah. uh, getting cleared. So, I think uh, yeah, I think it's a good move. And uh, yeah, I think we'll see. I think we'll see a good season from the Leafs. I it's mean, maybe be- not as good as, as Mr. Cujo thinks. <laughs> yeah, M- Mr. Cujo, if you're listening to this still, then please, guy, let's. Yeah, you need to calm yourself yeah. a little bit. I don't think we'll see. Frederick tone Anderson the main down a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it could happen. But that's probably a prediction more for our bold predictions uh, segment, which we'll, we'll get down, to a little bit rig. later. But right now we do uh, we do want to join. Uh, we are joined by uh, by Mark Spector of Big Sportsnet and, and the Edmonton Journal, and uh, he is he is uh, gracious enough to join us today uh, to give us his insight on all the Canadian teams with all of his hockey knowledge. So. Uh, so we say hello to him. Uh, 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 Mr. Spector, are you there? Yeah, yeah. No problem. Um, the boss? Is it the bo- Can I call you Mr. Boss? Is it the uh, boss? Yeah, yeah, sure. Any, any of those is fine. Thanks. Um, okay. I have it noted here you've, you've taken on a new role in the Edmonton Oilers organization uh, outside of their, their propagandist. It says here that you... Uh, oh, wait. No, that can't be right. Propagandist? What's that? Uh, my, my apologies. This must must be a joke. It says here you're now Connor McDavid's official ball holder. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Ball holder. Uh, forgive me, Mister Specter, but but his ball holder. Um. Yeah. I, you know those those weighted stick balls. You know the ones that make you a generational stick handler. You know. Anyways, uh, I, oh, I'm see. officially I'm officially in charge of carrying them for Mr. McDavid at all times. You know, I mean, I mean, someone as great as him that you they've got to be able to drop everything anytime, anywhere, and just practice. And I mean, since since I'm following Connor around like a drooling dog, anyways, they gave me the great privilege of holding his balls. I see, I see. Okay, yeah, that I guess that makes sense. Um, uh, so is there any? thing particularly special about uh about uh, Connor mcdavid's balls when compared to to others that you've handled to other balls that i've had i mean come on Connor mcdavid is is Connor mcdavid his balls are very smooth they reduce any friction or drag that you could possibly imagine and they are perfectly shaped they're expertly crafted and they're golden golden did you say golden like yes like made of gold but, Yes, yeah, as in made of gold. I mean, Ford's in the fires of Messier's heart with gold squeezed from the poop shoot of the great one. I'm, I mean, after all, this is the city of champions we're talking about here. Uh, okay, uh, so let's let's get to our hockey preview. Okay. Uh, the Oilers have, have certainly taken a step forward from their woeful previous decade of complete and other ineptitude unrivaled by any other team in any other sport. But what do you say to those that say they are relying too much on the talents of McDavid and Talbot and uh, haven't been able to add championship depth to their lineup? Well, I mean, I, I don't know about decade. I mean, we made the Stanley Cup finals, if you recall, in 2006, which was quite an was accomplishment. over a decade I, ago. Anyways, time is not the issue here. We have McDavid, obviously, and... We've also got Talbot, and we've got McDavid to really round out our core. Um, I was told that it wasn't really a matter of when we win cups, but but how many? Because of Mc, McDavid and Math, and Math says McDavid. Uh, okay, I think, but I think you and I could agree that defensive depth is a problem. Uh, defense? You know, what? No, what is what defense? Again, you don't understand. Just like all the others. We don't need defense and we don't need goaltending or systems or practice or air. We have the McDavid. We are the McDavid, Mr. Boss. <clears throat> okay, uh, let's move on to, to the other Canadian teams. It, it looks like we're seeing a few Canadian teams outside of the Oilers start to make uh, pushes towards uh, contenders. Uh, the uh, Flames made some big ads. The Jets uh, and the Leafs prospects continue to grow. And you can never count out the Canadians as long as Carey Price is on form. So uh, what type of insight can you give us on the other Canadian teams? What what other teams could you possibly want to talk about? Look, okay. Hold on one second. Okay. So, like, for instance, when I look at the rosters, I, I can't help, help. There's the problem. Yeah, none of them have McDavid. So that's going to hinder them. Right off the bat, beyond that, I'm not I'm not sure if they made any decent moves, and maybe they have. I'm I can't say they might have made big moves, great moves, but they have seen some players grow, and that and then at the same time, they just they don't have McDavid, so it really doesn't matter. It's a competition. 
the competition uh, boss. Uh, Mark, I'm not second. I'm not looking for how these teams relate to the Oilers. I'm just I'm just wondering what you think of their individual outlooks. Right. Well, that that's basically what I said. Is you said all these other teams had good things, and I'm saying no because there is no McDavid, and you can't win without the McDavid in 2017 or or into the future. It's what's written actually. If if you really want to open this particular avenue it's what's written in the prophecy as as you must know it's the boy he would rise high above the afro of daryl katz and higher still above his son's afro to lead a streak a streak of orange and blue to the promised land and the individual heart and ross trophies and tons of countless preseason championship banners it's science okay mark it sounds like you've got your thoughts all coordinated there uh we'll let you go for now thanks a lot for your insight and and and, uh you have a great night there uh thank you guys for your time for having me and long live the cats is it capes (laughs) okay Uh, wow (laughs) yeah that uh that was our call with mark specter man that was good i love wow Man, it's it sounds like he's a he's an honest journalist, really. It's true, yeah. He is. A, he's a fair, fair and balanced journalist. He obviously has a yeah. realistic uh, perspective and grasp on what's going on in Edmonton. A, a a lot of good points on those on those upcoming Canadian teams, like the Ottawa Senators, and coming up, a lot of good points on 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 es- how, especially the ones without McDavid. It's true. Like he did mention how the other teams didn't have McDavid, and yeah, and, and that's that ha- such a huge factor to him, and that's it's, special. That's yeah, true. I mean, it is. It it's a truth. I mean, there's only one Connor McDavid. That's true. Um, and uh, and the other teams don't have him. So, that, so yeah. we'll see how we'll. See, uh, uh, it's a bold strategy, and we'll see if it works out for those other teams. In McDavid's defense, he scored three goals in the opening game. On the Calgary Flames. Yeah, on the Calgary Frames. Good night. And let's also say that Washington's Ovi scored a hat trick versus the Suns. So you know hey, what? No, he, you know what? If we're gonna if we're gonna start saying that McDavid's the shit because he scored three goals in the first game, we can also s- also start saying that Ovi's the shit. Dude, oh, Ovi's always been, been yeah, the shit. Yeah, Ovi has always been the shit. McDavid he, is yeah. the shit. McDavid's fucking good, man. But yeah, like. He's good. McDavid's really I'm just, good. I'm just t- sick of hearing about him all the time, and I'm also sick. It's so also, it's, it, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, I'm also like, well, yeah, the hype basically all around him, and people telling me that like, that he's just gonna win these championships. Like he's, he's just he's fucking good, and that like that's good for him, and that's good for the Oilers. Actually, it's not good for the Oilers. That's what pisses me off more than anything. I'm sick of the hype. And I'm and I'm sick of like the fact that they just fell ass backwards into this guy because they sucked for like a decade. It's just like purposely for parts of it, in my opinion. Like yeah. fall for Hall, uh, like diving for Ryan and shit like that. Like they were fucking like the the fans were cheering it on gleefully. As they were like bottom feeders of the NHL, calling like everybody else stupid, like "Oh, you're gonna be like, you're gonna be sorry, like we're gonna be the best" and all this stuff. And like They're it's like the, the worst best. way to try and build this team. And then like they fucking move, they had eleven percent chance, eleven percent chance of getting Connor McDavid, and they get him. And I'm just like, you gotta be 
fucking joking me. Like it's a bold move, God. Oh my it god. It, no, it's just it's just dumb fucking luck. And I would much like it, I I have no problem with McDavid as a person or a player. Like he's fantastic. I would love him if he played for any other team. But like fuck, man. Fuck Edmonton and fuck McDavid. <laughs> 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 yeah. And fuck his hat trick last <laughs> yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my spiel on Mark Spector's <laughs> Yeah, so you and Mark Spector seem to have... We see eye to eye on a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, you guys seem eye to eye, yeah. We see eye to eye on a lot. See, the one thing one thing for myself growing up, I, I couldn't handle the whole Edmonton Oilers fans either, and I couldn't handle you Calgary fans. <laughs> and, I, and growing up in central Alberta, I just... I was stuck in between both of you guys at all at the same time. So I just said, screw it. My favorite Canadian fa- team was Ottawa Senators. This was back in grade six. And <laughs> they were just complete garbage back then. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, fuck it. I don't even Shout care anymore. It's fuck your guys' rivalry. It's awful. I'm cheering for Ottawa. It's all right. And, and Ottawa needs all the fans they and, can get. And honestly, right now, <laughs> I'm still cheering for him because, well, not only because, they are looking like they're they might come out of this pretty okay in the next coming years. Well, I mean, Ottawa? yeah, they've had some good runs. I mean, they were in the Cup Finals not even a couple of years ago. Uh, it's unfortunate they didn't win tonight. I had one of my buddies uh, talking to me from back at home, and he's probably going to be listening to this if uh, if we if we post this up. If when? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I know, but <laughs> I'm just saying it like that, you know, yeah. <laughs> like as we're speaking. Type yeah. Thing. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Jamie, shout out, Sen suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, uh, we'll move on from uh from the the preview, I guess, into something that's kind of has been irking me for a little while is uh the Olympic issue. Yeah. And um, so they're not going is is the word, of course. Uh. <sighs> There's a lot of factors involved in it, and I kind of understand all of the reasoning and and whatnot. But like, as somebody uh, like the generation that is alive right now, that is most supporting this sport right now, you cannot has grown up with these players going to the Olympics. Have grown up with the Olympics being the pinnacle of this sport. Yeah, and and that includes the players that are there right now, right? Like they, it's the highest individual. Uh, achievement that they can achieve as as athletes right and so and it's not just about being when they're on team canada it's not just about being part of the hockey team canada or or team usa or or whatever um or team russia it's team they're they're part of the whole team the olympic team you know to go to the participate in this event as corrupt and bull bureaucratic and bullshit as it is there's all that stuff surrounding it that I, I really don't support. At the end of the day, I do support nations getting together and competing just for, like, fun and stuff like that, which is, you know, what I view it as for fun and entertainment. It's also something you've seen as, like, when you were a kid and stuff, and, like, it's something you grew up with. So yeah, like, and I'd like to see the players. Yeah. I mean, th- they had their chances to to negotiate going to the Olympics into the CBA and stuff like that, and they didn't want to do it, like, just to extend the CBA. So there's, like... It's not all on owners and and bullshit like that, but like, you know, as a fan, 
I wish that stuff like this could sometimes just be put aside, like advertising dollars and and whatnot could just be put aside for the sake of like you know the people that actually do support it, which are the fans and and the players who want to go and support and play in that thing. You know they want they want their country. and represent their country, right? And so, yeah. um, you know they make a lot of money for these franchises. They take a lot of money from these franchises, of course, as well. But like, uh, they make a lot of money for these people, and so to give them a couple weeks to go and play for their country, uh, huge. And and in my opinion, expose hockey on a grand scale, like <laughs> it's Korea. The whole place is like fucking populated. The entire like peninsula. The South Korean peninsula is populated with people. Like it is so densely populated, it's crazy. I don't know. I think there's like seventy million people or something like that that live there. Like that's insane. Plus, you're not only exposing it to Korea. There's Japan. There's China that are all in that time zone that are probably. I mean, they're going to be sending athletes and stuff like that. You know, I don't understand why there's this like kind of people forget that like Asia has people over there or something like that. Like North Americans in particular, like we don't really want to advertise our media over there. Like our movies, like nobody really cares about how, how, uh, how well they do over there. Nobody care like seems to care about like Asian content and stuff like that. It's just kind of weird when you consider how many people live on that side of the planet and like the type of advertising and, uh, fervor you could tap into. Like, Baseball is huge in Korea, huge, but it's not like a natural like thing for them. Like baseball was brought there when Americans went there and like, you know, fought in the Korean war and stuff like that. Baseball spread across Korea. Now they have, they fill like huge stadiums full of people and they have like, you know, a whole league and like players make millions of dollars and that type of thing. Uh, like, there's no reason why stuff like that can't happen with, with hockey um, if if they just want to expose it properly to these people. Like, bottom line is I'm disappointed they're not going to the, the Olympics. I think it's a missed opportunity for marketing for the league and for the sport. I totally agree. And uh, I'd like to see something work out before the Olympics come and have the players go anyways. Yeah, and uh, looking at it from, like, a tv or whichever standpoint i feel like they're gonna see a drop in ratings if this even happens i wouldn't be surprised to see that happen to many of the networks is oh definitely the the hockey is definitely the biggest draw of the winter olympics right as is i mean but you take the talent away from it totally i'm not interested in watching a scrub olympic Mm. hockey tournament and i'm one of the biggest hockey fans around yeah so who's gonna watch this thing and like just Sure, say whichever team beats whichever. It's yeah, but our our best players weren't playing your best players. Exactly. It's all it'll all, it will now be a yeah, but tournament. Yeah. Which the NHL doesn't give a fuck about, obviously. Which is f- like fine. Like it's not their tournament, and they want to promote the World Cup and that type of thing. But then they like make it a joke with their like under twenty four team or whatever. Yeah. Their, yeah. Their team. Their North team North Europe North. and stuff like. Yeah, that was some crap. Although Team North America was fucking awesome, it was awesome. Like it was really <laughs> so good to cool. watch, but at the yeah, same it time, amazing. it wasn't. It wasn't. It's not. It's not 
the prestige. It's not it used to the be. athletic achievement of a yeah. gold Olympic gold medal. No. Because that's different than the World Cup of hockey. Yeah. To these people, to these athletes, and to fans like myself. And to so a lot of older fans and a lot of older people don't really get it. Well, I mean, they get it, obviously. But they don't they don't see it as that big of a deal because they didn't grow up with Olympic hockey this way. I mean, they've always had, like, Canada Cups and World Cups and these types of things and never really had, like... But that's kind of the point. They never really had, like, a single international hockey tournament to grasp onto because hockey was, wasn't really that international then. I mean, it was, but we didn't have this connectedness that we do now. And so now that we do, and it's been part of the... Uh, part of you know, the hockey world for like 20 years now, two decades now. Uh, It's just a part of, of how we think it should be, I guess, you know, or how I think it should be, you know, that we should be going to the Olympics and that every four years, this ball and ass hockey tournament happens. And it should happen. And it should happen for Olympic gold medals, not for world cups. Like a tournament. That trophy looks like it's fucking wrapped in bubble wrap. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. Anyways, that's my. I'll probably have to cut some of that because it makes it's a long thing. But yeah, that was a long thing. I agree with you. (laughs) What happens if I do this? I can barely hear my voice. You're going the wrong way. That's not you. This is you. There. Okay. Yeah. It was just weird because I could barely even hear me. Cool. So what's. Next up on the topic, boys. Uh, well, now um, we have the points. The points. points. We hey. want to get into points. Uh, so we're going to talk about the leaders. Uh, leaders assist. Yeah, let's see who we think is going to end up as uh, as these players uh, by the end of the season. What do you think, Scoop? Cool. So, I don't know. Let's uh it's a good question. <laughs> I wasn't expecting me to start, but uh, okay. I totally think McDavid's going to be up there again this year. Totally. Uh, I mean, I know there's a huge hype going around him, but as much as there is a hype, he's an outstanding hockey player. Always manages to get either a goal or an assist. Whatever he's doing, it's helping the team. It's helping the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to start talking cups or whatnot, but... This is just such a huge, huge positive for for Oilers. Like, one, w- it's 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 great for them. One positive thing I really like about his gameplay is he uh, he doesn't just chase for the puck all the time. Like, he's not one of those guys that will chase it. He chooses appropriate times to go after it. But to get the point. as yeah, as displayed in the game against Calgary, he's. There was a fight going on in the corner, and he was he was backing away from it. He was staying in in a smart area to be on the ice. He has really good offensive awareness, and resulting in that was just a was just a rebound right off the goalie, and he was standing there out in the open, really away from the play. He just he does have a really good offensive awareness. So, yeah, I mean, I mean he's an outstanding player. He's, he's just everywhere. Yeah, like, no, you watch. I was watching that yeah. game, and as a Flames fan, I'm like fuck, like. The guy looks unstoppable. Like he's he's literally everywhere. Yeah. Uh, anytime there's like an offensive chance, he's at the center of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's, that's he's definitely, definitely fantastic. one of my guys. I yeah. don't know how many do you, how, how many do you think we should uh, go up to. Oh, you wanna? Well, like 
like how did you want to oh just, just yeah you name like who you, like top three players top three are, players sure that are gonna have the most points yeah who's your top three i'd say mcdavid Shit. um i mean if crosby doesn't get injured i'm sure he's gonna he's gonna put in some impressive uh some impressive points um to be frankly honest, I'm not sure who I should say from the Leafs, but somebody from the Leafs this year is going to have an outstanding number of points. Someone on that team, it can either be Matthews, Nylander, Marlowe, legit, legitimately anyone. They have so many core players now and like such a nice foundation. Definitely, I, I, don't, I don't think enough for the Cup, but... Man, you're talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs being the team that they were like maybe like three or four years ago to now is totally a different team, and like I I think they're just they're they're a better hockey team, and they're they're adapting to like 2017 hockey as for a team like Montreal is not. Hmm. Montreal is thinking more like speed, small players still, and it's not it's not getting them through. They need the size. They need the they need the muscle. Mm. They need they need those grinders and those playmakers and those snipers, those guys that they can rely on to score a goal, which, was, which is what they don't have. Mm-hmm. So those are my three players. Lambo. Uh, well, on the, uh, on the contrary to your point, where 2017 hockey right now is actually moving more in a direction where just speed and hands will get you from point A to point B better, and it'll make you a better hockey player in in, in the league. For sure, but there's also the body checks and yeah. the good hits and. But my uh, my, a player I can see coming out of this season with a really good record would have to be Austin Matthews, mm. just because in uh, in preseason he was showing a lot more strength and a lot more confidence as he charged charged for the net. He he started forcing plays on his own and started really controlling plays. Mm-hmm. He could show his offensive and his offensive awareness, and it was it was pretty impressive. So I'd have to say he's going to put up some serious points this year. Um, uh, another one I'd have to say is Connor Sheary, uh, just because he's he's now number one. He's going to be in your top three point getters in the league. Not not for the league. I'm talking. Well, well young that's guys. what that's yeah, the that's question the is though. Top oh. Three. Top in the league, okay. The I league. was I was talking about young guns. No. Okay. <laughs> top top. <laughs> to <your> God. <laughs> top three. Actually, you know what? I say he's in top twenty. Anyways. Okay. Uh, no, yeah, no. I'd have to go with Austin Matthews for sure. Connor McDavid is a given, a given assumption. Um, but any other players that I could really see coming through this year? Um, I'm hoping Ovi bounces back this year. He had an offseason yeah, last year. Yeah, he, he put up a hat trick just his last game. So that's, well, yeah, it's for that's, that's a good start. <laughs> three, go, three goals a game, I mean, that'll definitely get him up there. Um, yeah, I would, I mean, begrudgingly, I'd have to put McDavid in there too. I don't think Crosby's going to end up there in the top three. I mean, that doesn't mean he's had a bad season or been injured or anything. Just he's not always in the game, top. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think you're going to see Kane in there. And uh, I think that you'll probably. Oh man, I had a good one. Fuck. Stamkos. 
No, but that's a, but that's not a bad one, that's yeah. not a bad choice, Damkos. Uh, I was looking more towards trying to. Man, I like Jamie Ben and Tyler. Yeah, Sergei. that's a good duo. Honestly, yep. those two players always manage to get an outstanding amount of points just because from they each always other. exactly from yeah. each other. I'm gonna always combine. I'm gonna yeah. parlay this segment into our next segment okay. by saying that in the top three goal scorers will be Johnny, not goal scorers, point getters will be Johnny Goudreau. Top three? Top three. No. Bold prediction. That bold that's that's going to take us into the bold prediction. <laughs> yeah. Bold prediction uh, area. I mean, I can't, I can't say it in the bold prediction area and not in the previous one. So... That's my. I'm gonna start off the bold predictions by saying, Johnny Gaudreau is gonna be top three point getter in the league. <laughs> Man, he is top seven. Like it's not out of the realm of possibility. No, 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 no. for sure, but. for sure. But I don't know. With all these young I guns coming up too and stuff, like I think, like, like I was saying, everybody from the the bold predictions are not for you to dispute. They're um, ridiculous <laughs> bold predictions. Bold. That's the point of them. Bold prediction, Thomas. Bold. Pl- Thomas Placanic top three. <laughs> sure. That, that, no yeah, that's a, that's a pretty bold. That, prediction. That's way way more yes, bold than, yes, than Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, it's way more. Oh bold. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All no, right. Fair, though, so Lambo. Uh, my bold prediction is the Golden Knights go to playoffs. Hoof. <sighs> that's a tall order. Yeah. That's a tall order. I don't but think that's going to happen. Hey, man. You, you yeah, that's the bold prediction. That's my that's my bold prediction. No question. All right. Huh. Las Vegas is going to playoffs. Scooby-Doo? Man, I'm thinking because I'm... Scooby-Doo. <laughs> it gives me a second to think. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I'd have to say... I'd have to, to keep on my Toronto Maple Leafs as much as I don't like them. I I honestly have a good feeling about them. They're becoming a great team, and I, c- I actually can't wait to see where they finish this year more than anything with all the, the players on their squad and whatnot. I'm I'm excited to see. I'm not hearing a prediction I know, of anything. I know, I know. I'm just yeah, I'm, 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 I, I'm hearing some excitement about their season. About your I rival think, team. I think, I think, you know what? Bold prediction. Bold prediction, Leafs in the final. All right, that's that is fairly, bold. Yeah, that's that bad. is that, bold. That's bold. That's that up. is bold. We build can see it happening, build. but it's bold. Leafs in the final. Okay. Um. <laughs> bold <laughs> prediction number two. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets win the cup. Uh, yeah. Not bad. Yeah, that's that. That's bold. Not bad. It's not that bold. It just sounds so weird. It does. Yeah, it it does sound it. super weird, you actually. S- you you know, no it. different than like Nashville lifting the cup. Like it would have sounded or like really Tampa weird. Bay. Yeah. Well, that's happened. So fuck you. Yeah, that's happened in two thousand four. Yeah. I know, but still, for it to happen again, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Stupid it's Pittsburgh with their second time. Fuck Tampa. Tampa. Fuck yeah. Imagine Oilers. Uh, no, I don't imagine the Oilers. <laughs> no God. No, God, please, no, no, no. 
No! I sure can. <laughs> is that <laughs> your bold prediction, Lambo? No, my bold prediction is Claude Giroux actually has a good season. All right. Shout out to Claude Giroux. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Claude Giroux has a good season. That's my bold prediction. He didn't do good to do too good last year, and I think he's trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. To be like Crosby. I'm actually gonna bring up a rookie that's had some controversy around his name. Mm-hmm. Was actually good in the juniors. I don't know if you guys know him, Joshua Hosang. Yeah. Plays for the New York Islanders. Mm-hmm think if he keeps on the good track he could keep on the team and actually do some good that <laughs> what the fuck kind of I a bold prediction know, is that no bold, this is just prediction. this is just well predict he's gonna get like 70 points or something stupid like that all right so <laughs> like fuck <laughs> i think these are Josh just Hosang actual is gonna make the team and be good great <laughs> like that's what he is yeah <laughs> he's doing 25 that. goal season both okay. predictions. I mean, like it's there. He hasn't even played a full season yet, so yeah, yeah, okay, true. That's a bold All right, enough All right bold, bold, bold statement, bold, bold statement. Loud noises. <laughs> um, the Florida Panthers will be sold halfway through the season, and will begin the 2018 season in a different city, Quebec. Probably Quebec. <laughs> Is this a bold production or just a statement? It's a bold prediction oh, of the future. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that is bold. That's like in the next six months bold. Halfway through the season, they'll announce a sale. Announce it? Announce a sale and intent to move. And intent to move. And but, they'll start the 2018 confirmed. season in a different city. Wow. No, but they that that that's a bold product. Yeah. Yeah, it's bold. 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 Certified. Bold barbecue sauce. It's science. Yeah. You heard it. Lambo. Third bold prediction here, eh? <laughs> I think uh Vancouver goes five hundred. <laughs> and Dosh uh, goes over. You guys suck at this, <laughs> man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, bold prediction is is Va- Vancouver's gonna pick up their weight this season, figure out that they're just absolute garbage, and they're gonna push towards playoffs. They're gonna push towards playoffs. Yeah, there. What does I, that mean? I I honestly feel like my bold predict prediction of the Vancouver Canucks is they're scraping ninth position. <laughs> <laughs> That's bold. <laughs> That's bold. It's bold. All right, Scooby, you got one more before we call our quits here. Bold prediction: our Terry Terry Panarin number one points getter. All right. Panarin. Panarin. That'd be Num- interesting. Number one points getter. Number one points getter. Comes up from the behind. I like how that's right like. Up, I right like how that sounds less crazy than Johnny Gaudreau. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like, yeah, okay, yeah, all right, bull. Cool. Johnny Gaudreau's <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no shot. <laughs> 
Man, it, it, it's just something about him. <laughs> just looking at him, it's just not the face of a top three yeah. point getter. Neither is Patrick Kane. He's done it a few times. All right, we'll move on. That's uh, I think we'll call her quits there for the uh, for the slackline NHL preview edition with the boss. The boss is coming. That's a made up dumb f- fairy tale name, you. F- and Scooby. Scooby. <laughs> And our <laughs> special guest, Lambo the roommate in the house. Lambo. Assault. Assault. Okay. Thank you to all of our listeners. You guys are awesome. Yeah, there's probably like five. All right. <laughs> you guys you know have what? a good it's night. None of these people know what hockey is. It is bedtime <laughs> for me. I'm not even mad. That's amazing. It's illegal in nine countries. They're in the computer? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No.